episode three of the Thermometer, a baseball podcast. Thanks for coming back. It's Will Fritz with Nolan Thompson. How are we doing, Nolan? Pretty good, pretty good. So today we are going to be going over our American League power rankings, talking about who we think is the best team. That's basically it. Like, not what our final standings projections are. We tried to make it not just like reading out what the standings are now, who has the most wins. We tried to dig yeah. a little bit deeper into some of the more like projection based stats to figure out who we think we're not are the best we're using teams. the projection we're using the projection based stats to look at like if a team has been unlucky and like we think they're actually better not necessarily to like use those projection stats in terms of like we're projecting them to have this many wins long term or this is the this is their schedule remaining and it looks really easy like we're not using that we're just looking at it in the past to see oh they were probably unlucky and so, also factoring in, you know, who is coming back from injury, what teams have been affected by injury the most, and yeah, some key players that will come back soon that could possibly help that team. So I think yeah. how we're going to do this is we're going to start at 15, and then me and Will are going to go over what each team, like where what we have at the 15 spot, what we have to have at the 14 yep. spot, and then we're going to yep. kind of like debate or argue about we're, we're gonna i don't think we're gonna have a lot of arguments at the bottom because i don't it's, feel like it's we have that important yeah there's the a's and the al central so yeah exactly <laughs> yeah exactly like we're we're definitely pretty similar in our rankings near the bottom so uh i'll start i think i have the a's at 15 okay i have the royals at 15 okay and the, the reason i have the royals is just They've lost, like, Pasquantino's out, so he's their best player. He's gone. And I just think the Athletics yeah. athletics hit better than them. They have a couple guys yeah. in their lineup, like Rooker, Noda, who've Ryan been Noda. very good this season. And then yeah. Seth Brown has been good in the past, and he's been getting going. So I just think they have a lot more firepower in their lineup. And they're I able have... to... I have the A's at 15 instead of 14, and I have the Royals above them because the A's just suck at pitching in general. And, like, if you take – like, I know they have – they have a uh, – they have, like – like, they're pretty similar in record right now. Like, the A's are slightly worse. But if you take away that run, like, when they what, – what did they win? Like, 10 in a row? Yeah. Yeah, like – I, I feel like, like eight, that, yeah. it was just such a fluke in my opinion. Like, and I don't think that there's any, like, there's not a lot of upside in that offense, but with the Royals, I think that there's more upside. I think that Bobby Witt's going to start hitting better. I think even, I was looking at the stats, I think even like Michael Massey isn't going to be as bad yeah, as he is right yeah, now. Yeah, Bobby, Bobby Witt is, Woba is like 60 points lower than his ex Woba. Yeah, he's going to start hitting better. I think MJ Melendez is going to start hitting better. I don't understand why they don't put him behind the plate. Because, yeah. like, Salvador Perez is already horrible defensively. Like, yeah. you don't have somebody that needs to fill the DH role every single game. So why it's a not? Respect thing. I don't, it's yeah. Really I, but I would just put Melendez at catcher because he's somebody that can help you in the future. Like, you might trade, trade Salvi this year. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have the Athletics 14, and you probably have the Royals 14, right? Yeah. 
So, I mean, I'm, we don't need to don't spend really... a lot of time on that. They're both terrible. I don't really care either way. Like, if I had to say next five years, I'm taking the Royals. And yeah, it's me not, too. I'm not too. thinking about it twice, but... Yeah. Um, you, I mean, I might just switch the A's to 14 just because SDRU Ruiz is sick. Yeah. All right, so... What does he have? 41 stolen bases, right? Yeah. Too bad he can't get on Yeah, he's, he's still in a lot of bases. He's kind of sick. Um... Okay, moving on to 13, 12, and 11. Okay, so I have the Tigers 13. 13. Tigers. Okay, I have the White Sox 13. Yeah, I think kind of interchangeable a little bit. The reason yeah. that I went with the Tigers or the White Sox in front of the Tigers is the White Sox have the fifth had the fifth hardest schedule so far in the AL where the Tigers had like a pretty average schedule in terms of difficulty. Okay. And... They do hit. They hit better. The White Sox do, or, or the White yeah. Sox do than the Tigers, but their fielding does is horrible. Yeah, I don't know. I just think the White Sox are a slightly better team. Like Tigers don't have. I mean, like Luis Robert is playing amazing. Don't have a Luis Robert. Like they or don't like. Have, I mean, Giolito's been Dylan. solid. Yeah, and the Tigers like have Erod, like, but yeah, I think Dylan Cease will. I don't think he's ever really gonna have a season like last year, but he's I think he—I think he's gonna be like a mid threes guy. So yeah, he's definitely yeah. not gonna be this bad. So you had yeah. where did you I have had, the Tigers? I had the Tigers above them. Okay, so we just had those two switched again. They too. were. I just had them switched around. Like I, yeah. I didn't really have a specific reason. I just have a feeling that the Tigers are gonna end with a better record. They have something. Um, to, I think the players on the Tigers have something more to play for since they're young guys. Like a lot of players on the White Sox, it seems, are just kind of coasting through the rest of the season because there are. I don't think that guys there's a lot reputations. of. I don't think that there's a lot of heart. I don't think that. Like I know that's kind of cliche to say, but I don't think that like the White Sox are playing to win right now. And I think that there's guys on the Tigers that like are playing for a spot. They're fighting yeah. for a spot. I think the, um, the White Sox are more talented, so that's why I have them ahead. Yeah, yeah. That, I have I, the, I have the Guardians at eleven, and I have the Red Sox at ten. Mm. I went, I went back and forth between these two. Um, but I was looking at the Guardians, like kind of their peripherals, like their pitching isn't good anymore. Like, it's they are at least pretty safe. Yeah, but. I looked at their pitching plus, and it's like it's bad. Like it's like one of the worst in the league. And if McKenzie's out, and Cal Quantrill just had a blow up start coming back, I mean, like he'll be like he'll be like a four. But like they have Bybee, they have Allen. Bybee's been solid. Allen is solid. And especially if they deal Shane Bieber too, like I don't, and their offense is terrible too. Like, I think yeah. that it'll, it'll get better. I think that J Ram, like we've talked about him many times on this show. Now, I think that he's just going to keep hitting. He's always going to be the best bat in their lineup. And then Bo Naylor has been Naylor really disappointing hits, though. Who? Bo Naylor has been really disappointing though. Yeah, yeah. But it's a very small sample size, but still. He's really young. Yeah. Um, I think that, Josh Naylor can start hitting. Like if, if you look like at his expected they, numbers, they're pretty good. 
who josh naylor josh naylor yeah 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 i think that he's gonna start hitting well um i don't like steven kwan is always gonna be like like he's gonna be kind of an average hitter at this point like he's not gonna hit for power but he's yeah but he's your lead off for a high average he's a 94 wrc plus this season yeah I mean, the main what difference is, is versus ex-woba. a four points difference. So basically none last, yeah. but his, his ex-woba is only down two points from last year. Yeah. He got lucky last year. And so the, I the main difference is that his BABIP is almost 30 points lower than it was last year. So, yep. Yep. Uh, so their offense and I think like Josh Bell, I was kind of, I'm hoping for him to have some sort of resurgence for them. If they want to do anything, I feel like he's going to have to be a part of that too. Cause like I, when they signed him, when they signed him this off season, I was like their team looked like they were, they were putting stuff together. They had Bieber, McKenzie, Quantrill. And if, if they had th- those three pitching with Savali pitching, how he is. And of like, course they're amazing bullpen. Yeah. But if they had like like with Emmanuel Classe and James Karinchak has been I mean he started off slow, but um and then like if they had their offense kind of this like if they had a similar offense this year to last year, then they'd be a they'd for sure be top of the AL Central. Yeah. So I'm looking at Josh Bell here and he has a three oh nine Woba on the season. Three forty five X Woba. His X Woba is only yeah. down four points from last year. So He's giving them similar production, but like, I mean, even like a 120 WRC plus is just okay for somebody who's a, he's played DH 50 times. He's placed DH 50 times this year in first base 24. So, yeah, I mean, they just need bats. They don't really have it. And all their their prospects, I mean, I'm going to leave Bo Naylor out of this because he's a small sample, but like Will Brennan, like the shortstop, like uh, Ronnie Mauricio, I think. Like, they all just look like, you know, triple-A or quadruple-A players or, like, good be- or like bench pieces. Like, they're just not hitting. Yeah. They just really when, lack that well, sort of, The like, way the Guardians work is they all have to be – they like, the entire team has to be doing their job well for it to work. Otherwise, it's, like, it's a, a mess. It's like a bunch of guys with, like, a 90 WRC it's like, plus it's and like then 270 average and 6 650 OPS across the board oh, this yeah. year. Oh yeah, like Arias and Freeman too and Brennan yeah. and there's just no power. Yeah, and Oscar oh, Oscar Gonzalez, George Valera, like they've all yeah, been like I thought Oscar Gonzalez was going to have like a breakout year and he got Oh yeah, my god, he's he got torn apart. First month of the season he got torn apart, got sent down. But I don't like they're not. I don't think they have a difficult schedule. They've had the easiest. They've, they've they've had the easiest schedule in the league so far this season. Yeah, I don't think I don't think that they're gonna. I don't I think mean, that they're like I don't think that they're a competitor at all. Even if they squeak in and they get the division, like they're getting they're getting if whether it's like the Mariner. We'll talk about the Mariners. Yeah, like, like whether the, it's. I mean the, the twins. Mariners, the the eight, thing about like, the twins, wild card team is wiping them. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think they're getting the wild card, but the twins have more hitting upside. Like they have so many. Let's keep. Let's that, keep moving. Let's yeah, keep moving. Yeah, we'll talk okay. about them later. Yeah, 
And then, uh, ninth, I have Orioles. Yep. So they're terrible at defense. Their pitching isn't great. Their offense has been good, but I don't think it's as good as like, like what we've seen. I don't think it. Like I think that they have a really high potential in the future, but I don't think this year is their year. Yeah, they just have a problem with starting pitching. I mean, every single pitcher on the Orioles is like a four or five guy. Like they have an entire team of innings eaters. Their bullpen is obviously very good with Bautista and Cano, but they just. It's they're a good like team, the, and the record, the, the record Wait, is very good. I was going to say their record's very good, but their base runs record, which is like sequencing independent, is 40 and 41. Like their Pythagorean record isn't that high. So I would say they've kind of squeaked out a lot of wins. And I mean, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs just because yeah. their pitching is going to hold them back. Yeah, and they're in a tough division. They're in the hardest division in baseball, so. It, yep. Um, keep moving. Eight. I have the Angels. I have the Angels too. I, I, God, they're such a fringe team for me. Like whether they make the playoffs or not. Yeah. So their pitching has been good. Fifth best pitching staff in AL by F four. Third best hitting or third highest WRC plus in the American League with one thirteen. Yeah. And they do have a high base runs record, 47 and 38. But they mm-hmm. have had the third easiest schedule so far in the American League. Yeah. And I just, I don't know, like, Otani's playing so well. But, I mean, he's not going to hit 60. I, I, I but think if he, he's, he might get fatigued, especially with how he's just playing so much baseball. Doing a lot. But the that, thing is, is, the thing is, is we, I feel like we're talking more and more this year about Shohei Otani getting fatigued, like, but he's been doing this. Yeah, I mean, I like, really I know he's see. getting older. He's it's it's it it's hard on your body, but just because he's doing it well doesn't necessarily make it more fatigue. Yeah, like, what I mean, he's running the bases more. Yeah, but I guess I don't know. I but mean, even he, if he slows down, Reed Detmers has looked better. Sandoval, we know. I mean, he was solid last year. He's been struggling. I mean, Tyler Anderson can't be any worse. But an Otani, an Otani with a good Reed Detmers and a Patrick Sandoval, like, I'm totally, I am happy with that in the playoffs. And they've, I mean, their bullpen has been a surprise this year. Like, people thought it was kind of shallow, but some guys have stepped up and it's been pretty good. And okay, back to Otani. He has a 183 WRC plus 4.1. Yeah. He's a 4.f 4.1 f4 just from hitting, and that's second yeah. in the league. Yeah. So, um, Estevez has Carlos Estevez has been really good. He's been a huge piece for them this year. Like he's been pretty much shut down in the ninth, and then like Matt Moore has been like he's going to be a solid arm. Yeah, and Mickey yeah, I Mo, like yeah. him. It's just. It's just who is who's gonna be their like their tweener guys is what they have to figure out is who's gonna who's gonna bridge it. Yeah, I mean, like, ben, they, they I mean Ben Joyce might be able to do something. Yeah, I mean he's always, I don't know, he's so confusing because he's had so many injuries and he's barely. I mean he's barely pitched at all. Like even when he was in college, he it's barely so, pitched at you all. You can't expect it. You can't expect him to like. Yeah. I'm not expecting him to pitch in the playoffs. I mean they're they're very, really banged up right now. 
Jose Suarez yeah. is out. Urshela's out. Brandon Drury's out. Zach Nito's out. Logan O'Hoppy's yeah. obviously out for the season. You know, if they had O'Hoppy, if they had O'Hoppy Rendon, I'd be, I'd feel much better. Yeah, me too. I'd probably have them like much higher on this list. Um, but let's keep moving on. I have the Blue Jays seven. That's just because that's where I, that's where they fit in my mind. Like me, me too, me too. Like there's a there's a next there's a next tier. Like I feel like there's kind of a cutoff after like Blue Jays, Angels, Orioles. They're kind of in their own tier. Below them, you have the Guardians and the Red Sox, or you kind of have Guardians, Red Sox, Tigers, White Sox. I'd group it all together, and then you have the Royals and the A's. And then you go up to, I mean, the Blue Jays. I think, like, okay, let's talk about the Blue Jays, because I think their yeah. main problem is they are so thin, and even the guys that they thought were going to be good at the back end of their lineup haven't been great. Like, Alejandro Kirk has gotten a lot worse from last year. Like, he hit amazing yeah. last year. Same like, with Varsho. Yeah, like, Varsho has been not good. Whit Merrifield, like, he's not going to give you offensive production, like, I mean, you're getting all your offensive production from, like, Springer, Bichette, and Guerrero. And then, like, Chapman's cooled off a ton. Like, Brandon Belt is all right, but he's, like, a platoon guy. Like, Biggio's been horrible. Espinal's been awful. Like, they just get their offense from so few guys, and those guys are great. But I'm just worried, like, one of them goes down. And then, I mean, they're starting rotation, too. Like, they have no depth. They have Gosman and Bassett. And Barrios has been solid this year, but, like, Kikuchi's not good. Like it's so funny is, how it works. It's like it's Ryu coming back. Like beginning of the season, it's like if Jose Barrios is if if he starts pitching well, like if he if he does what he's doing right now, like they're a they're a good team because he was supposed to be he was supposed to be there for yeah or maybe they're no you're supposed to be, wait it's supposed to be and they have Gosman, Mitch White too Manoa Gosman Manoa Bassett, Bassett Barrios Kikuchi yeah. And they haven't gotten anything and, out of Mitch White either. Yeah. Um, I, Vladdy's gonna start raking. Yeah, like like he's, his ex well was he's killing the ball. He's gonna st- like he, I guarantee he's gonna blow up second half. Like I I would put a lot of money on it that he's gonna have like he's gonna produce like some of the most like one of the highest wobas or whatever you're looking at WRC plus or. OPS, whatever it is, he's gonna he's gonna explode second half. Yeah, and just a little update here. Hinjin Ryu had Tommy John at the beginning of last season, and he is set to start a rehab assignment on Tuesday. So that'll be interesting. I mean, I don't think you can really expect too much from him, but I mean he could put yeah. together a couple like quality starts. He in twenty twenty one with the Blue Jays, he had like a four three ERA. His yeah. peripherals were kind of around that too. Like the Blue Jays could really use them, but it's just their offense needs to be better. Like their offense has been, yeah. uh, they've been underperforming for our expectations. Yeah, I agree. Like we expect them to be top of the league, and if they're not, then they're not a great team because their bullpen's weird great. too. Like there's a bunch of guys who are okay yeah. and have talent, but they just like Romano was really really good last year. Yeah, but I just don't – I don't know. I, I don't think of him as an elite closer like or an elite, yeah. like, high-leverage guy because he's, he's good, but I don't know. The Blue Jays are just a very weird team because they have a lot of star power, but sort of they're, like, 
some of their role I feel players like the have last been horrible. Three years we've walked into the season and said this could yeah. be a sleeper like World Series contender, and then they something never really always are. goes wrong. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I have the Twins at six. Okay, I have the Mariners at six. And okay, I guess this will be it. I this is probably gonna be like. I don't know. I'm I'm excited to discuss this because the Twins and the Mariners, I feel like they're very they're, comparable. They're very right similar. Now. I mean, yeah. I see their similarities as almost everyone. Well, how about this? You talk about you talk about you talk about the Twins, and I'll talk about the. Mariners okay, I'll I'll, I'll talk about why, why I think the why why I think the Twins are better. So okay, first yeah. of all, their base runs record shows them having four more wins, and they've had the fifth hardest schedule, which is a lot quite a bit harder so they've had the fifth hardest schedule in the al it's quite a bit harder than the mariners and they've had the best pitching staff in the al by quite a bit their one week i mean their weakness is definitely their fielding negative 17 oaa which is second worst in the american league and this is sort of the story with the mariners as well but they've just it's almost you go through their roster and every single player has like a career low or like they're performing worse in wrc plus and there's kind of no reason to know why like buxton has been worse correa's been worse they've Mm -hmm. got like offense from kirloff but he's been a little i mean he wasn't the 150 wrc plus player he was in like the first month of him being up but like miranda has been horrible i mean there's just been Um, no like they haven't been getting that much offense and that was the strength of the twins last year but their pitching has been incredible. And I think they've mm-hmm. played a lot of hard teams and they have the easiest schedule. So like for the rest of the season in the league. And I think yeah. the Mariners, like the players on the Mariners who are underperforming have, have less of a track record than the players on the Twins. Like Buxton, Correa have a longer track record of being good hitters than someone like Ty France or Julio Rodriguez who were just good yeah. hitters last year. And also... Mm-hmm. I just think they're really gonna. They really struggle against right-handed pitching. They just don't. They don't have enough lefty bats. And Colton Wong too has been terrible. Mariners, right? Yeah, the Mariners. I mean, they kind of both suck, but yeah. Yeah, I th- I, I um, think that the Twins will start to hit better, and their pitching's better as well. Yeah. But, okay. So, um, I'll talk about why I think the reason I put the Mariners above the Twins is because, like, I think that their pitching is a little bit like more projective like they're they're pretty close with the twins like they're second in woba like as a staff or second in the league like in actual against as a staff so are the twins for all that again? don't know i'm are the twins first ex is against like like ex woba is like due to launch angle and exit velo and then ex woba against obviously is how much hard contact you're letting up and how they're projected to be hit um they're also first in XFIP, or their bullpen is first in XFIP, even though they're 12th in the league in bullpen ERA. I think that I'm taking Andres Munoz. I, I don't know. Like, I, both bullpens have been really good, but I think that the middle guys. I mean, the, Mar- the, Mariners, the Mariners have, like Matt, have like Matt Brash. And he's yeah. like, he does have a 3.74 ERA this season, but. He's got a 1.86 FIP, so... Yeah. And then they also, like... Andres Munoz was also injured, like, up until June, and he's been, like, solid, and I think... And he's also projected to get better, like, his peripherals look good. I mean, um, I think... 
I think one of the and reasons. Yeah, so one one game. of the reasons though is I think Luis Castillo, like if you even if you look at like some of his ERA projector numbers, like xera like his xera is 3.75 and his xfip is 3.71 his fips 3.77 his era is 2.86 yeah so he's outperforming all those but then if you dig deeper and look into some of the stuff metrics like his fastball velo is almost down an entire mile per hour like his stuff is just not as good as last year and i'm not like i just don't i still think he's like i just don't think he's gonna I perform i just don't think, I think he's, he's gonna be gonna able to end hold up as a I think I think Kirby's gonna be there one, and I think Castillo's gonna be there two. I don't know, but I think in terms of stuff, Castillo has like the worst stuff on the Mariners. Yeah, and of all but their also, starters, I think I think that there's like Eugenio Suarez has been like one of the unluckiest players in terms of yep. Woba versus ex Woba. I think that Cal Raleigh, J Rod, and Teoscar. I think that they're like all gonna start going. They all have lower x wobas than wobas um if you exclude like they started off super slow if you exclude april and may they're 11th in wrc plus so they're like they're like above average in terms of hitting um and like they're really these teams are really close but i think that the ultimate separator is the defense because they're so close and everything else that i think that when you have a team that's like seventh and outs above average on baseball savant so about outs above average um outs above average is like a pretty solid defensive metric it's one of the like highest regarded it's really difficult to like like calculate but it takes into account how difficult the plays are that were made and it's not just like errors or fielding percentage which is pretty basic and then also the mariners are pretty middle of the pack in base running um which helps as well the twins have not been good in base running or they've been about they've been pretty similar in base running i should say but i think it's the defense that separates the yeah so back to luis castillo so he so there have been 10 pitchers who have made starts this year for the mariners and luis castillo is eighth in stuff plus he is a 97 stuff plus on the season that's below chris flexen robbie ray i mean I just think that if Luis, we haven't, he's, if we also all the like underlying metrics, keep, like point to him being like a four ERA guy. Yeah, like I, I like he's having. I just don't think he looks like the same pitcher, but I think he's so, been getting lucky, and that's kind of masked the fact that he's regressed a ton from last year. Here's the thing. First of all, um, it's like ninety four stuff plus, obviously below average, um, but. Like, you have to take into account sometimes what stuff or what metrics like stuff plus and location plus they fail to recognize is how good the pitcher is at like sequencing. Because if they're sequencing really well, like even if they're not like, if you have hitters confused, you can confuse them without having good stuff or like they can if you're just outperforming your stuff plus or your location plus that just makes you. A good pitcher in my opinion yeah but I, I i mean i think he's just always been in the past he's always been a guy who just o- overwhelms you with high velocity yeah and good which stuff has been down and which has been down like it doesn't make any sense i just think he's gonna be like a high threes guy and yeah. the work and the twins have a much deeper rotation too like 
if somebody gets hurt, who are who are the Mariners going to? Like it's like, I mean, you have like Marco Gonzalez. I think yeah. I don't know if he's injured right now or he just got back, but they are they are definitely thinner. But I would take I would take the Mariners bullpen, and I would take I would honestly take I don't know the lineups are so similar. Yeah, I yeah the lineups. Like are a guy very like J Rod and Buxton, like I feel like they're pretty like I don't know. I just, I just believe that they're very similar. They're very close together in terms of talent. They're both underperforming quite a bit, but I think the one difference is just like the Twins have had such a hard schedule so far yeah. this season, and the Mariners haven't. And so I think yeah. that's what separates them. And even though I think they're close in talent, like obviously if you think they're close in talent, the Twins are going to end up with more wins than them just because they have an easier schedule, easier division, mm-hmm. and they already have three more wins than them. So. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Move on. I have the Astros at number four. I have these two are so hard. Like I have Yankees at four. I honestly like looking at it. I didn't even want to put them at. Like I know you have. So you have the Astros. You have the Astros at four. Yeah, and the Yankees at three. Yeah. So the Yankees for me, like it's so. It's so hard for me to like comprehend why they're winning baseball games. Like yeah. they're forty six and thirty eight. I like their bullpen is like one of the best in baseball, and I under like their. I think their bullpen ERA is like two point eight or something. Yeah, and they're missing. Right they're now. missing Loizaga, Trevino, and Efros yeah. right now. And yeah, here, one thing is- to add right now. So they're 40, 46 and thirty eight. Their base runs record is forty two and forty one, which is ninth in yeah. the American League. So it shows they have been getting a very like pretty mm-hmm. lucky. But another thing to consider is that they've had the second hardest schedule so far yeah. in the American League, only behind the Athletics. So I think they've definitely ran into a tough schedule. And I mean, it's just so like imagine a team where you have Carlos Rodon and Garrett Cole. Yeah, like that's just so incredible. Like Rodon, I think people forget that he was the best one of like a top five yeah, pitcher was, in the in yeah in the league last year. last year and i was get like garrett cole i think has been worse than last year but i mean even if like that's two aces you have he's still great yeah like and, he's still gonna be like a front of the line guy yeah um so the reason that I, like i just feel like if so if jordan comes back like late July or August. He hit in the cage today, so he's projected to come. I mean, he's going to probably end up coming back soon. Um, Michael Brantley is not. Like, I don't know what's going on with him. I, He's so, I don't know. He's just crumbling right now. Um, I think when Jose Arquiti comes back to, comes back too, I think that'll help. Uh, they're fifth in bullpen ERA so far. They're third in starter ERA. Even though it's kind of been... It's been I, different dealing with, um, like, no Justin Verlander and Arquiti going down. Well, I just think um, they have... And they, Luis, Gar- Luis Garcia started off the year really well, and that was a huge blow. Yeah, so so the reason I think I have the Yankees above the Astros is that the Astros... Like, because this is the power rankings for this season, and they're mm-hmm. both very banged up. Like, the Astros yeah. don't have as many position players hurt, but Alvarez and Brantley are out, and those are, like, two top 
top of the lineup guys they need mm-hmm. and then garcia mccullers and urkiti are out yeah and garcia and mccullers are out for the season where yeah like the yankees guys like they're gonna come back and they're to contribute to the team this season where like yeah. the astros they're gonna have to be putting jp france out there all season and but that'll be like if so say urkiti comes back jp jp france is your five which is not a bad five yeah I, I just like the Yankees front end. Like More. I don't think front end. Like it's like it comes it comes starting pitchers starting pitching comes down to Framber and Javier versus Rodon and Cole, and yeah. it's definitely Rodon and Cole. Yeah, I, their lineup just is so weak. I like the Ash. Jordan. Okay, that's the problem though, because they have Altuve, so Bregman, and Tucker and Abreu. But then they have Yanier Diaz, who's batting fifth for them. Corey Yolks, okay, Jeremy I Pena. I am 100% taking the Astros lineup with Jordan over the Yankees lineup with Aaron Judge. Yeah, I'm taking, I'm, I'm taking, like, you have, you, ta- you have Altuve, Alvarez, uh, Bregman, Tucker in the meat of the lineup. I'm taking that over Judge, Torres, Rizzo, Stanton. Uh, in I, my opinion, I mean, for me, it just me. for me it just comes down to the pitching, and I think that when they get healthy in the next couple weeks, like the Yankees pitching is gonna be unstoppable. And where I think maybe I'd rather have the Astros rotation just for depth in like a long in over the entire regular season, I think the Yankees in like a three game set gives you a better chance to win. And I just like the fact that they ha- like. People don't realize they have two number ones. Like they could have two people be in the Scion conversation. Like I think Rodon is better than Garrett Cole. Yeah, and I don't think it's really that close. Like if you look at Cole's underlying numbers. Yeah, no, I agree. Like Carlos Rodon will be their number one. I think Fromber might be the best though. Yeah, maybe. I mean, (laughs) like he's been really solid this year. Like he's I he's. I just know. it's hard for me to believe that he's really that good. Like, cause <laughs> yeah, I, like, I, that's I, the best I, part about him. I know, but like he just somehow people just can only hit ground balls against him. Yeah, it's so stupid. But like Rodon, yeah. he just strikes out so many people that, and his stuff is so overwhelming that. Yeah. Also, so I say mean, like, fr- okay, here, here, listen to this: Fromber two point four nine yeah. ERA on the season. 3.91 XERA. 3 yeah. 3.91 XERA. But he outperforms those. Like I don't know. I mean in his defense, I don't know. But I think both of their defenses are solid is that right? Yeah, they're yeah. very similar. Um but what I am so say like if we were to actually compare them in terms of playing a game. So you take you take best lineup versus best lineup. Um, I think like a Fromber against the Yankees. I mean, we I don't saw- know. I'm not like I don't feel super good about that. But actually, I do because the, if he's not giving up hard contact, and you have guys like like they are they rely on hard contact, right? The Yankees do. So if he doesn't give up hard contact, I think that you just have. Yeah, I mean, I think I think I'm kind of leaning a little bit more towards the Astros now, just because like 
like they have there's playing Jake Bowers and Billy McKinney and like Volpe. That's what I'm saying. Like horrible the at the plate. But like they don't the only guy they have injured is Aaron Judge. Like it's not like they're like stacked up with injuries. Like they have Aaron Judge and Willie Calhoun out. Like your lineup mm-hmm. is still gonna have a lot of holes in it. Like Stanton hasn't been great. Rizzo hasn't been great. Mm-hmm. Bader like Bader has been good, but Yeah. That's not the type of player he is. He's been in the league. Like Glaber is not a like who are their plus plus hitters? Like they only have Aaron Judge. If I'm gonna be it. if I'm gonna be honest, I think I I'm, think, I I'm moving the Astros. Back. I think that like, <laughs> moving the Astros ahead for how good the teams are. I think it comes down to who's healthier, Aaron Judge or Jordan Jordan Alvarez. Damn, I might need to move the Twins ahead of the Yankees because now looking at this, it's like the Yankees lineup isn't better than the Twins. The Yankees they don't have a lineup. Like even with Aaron Judge, I think the Yankees and Twins have similar lineups. And the Twins pitching yeah. is better because they don't have to roll out Clark Schmidt and Luis Severino. Yeah. And I, even though the like the Yank, okay, I'm I, I'm moving the Astros up to three and the Yankees down to four. Okay. You convince me. Okay. And I'm cool. thinking about putting the Twins ahead, but because <laughs> the but they, but then you think about Rodon and Cole and you're like, yeah. I mean, I don't to be honest though, like if you look at Cole's underlying numbers and some of the pictures on Minnesota, like. Cole would be like the number three in Minnesota. So just because yeah. some like Joe Ryan and Sonny Gray have better peripherals than Garrett Cole. Yeah. Um, okay. So we both have the Astros and we have the Astros at three and the Yankees at four. Now. Maybe. I don't know. Okay. Well, let's move on. Yeah. Uh, okay. These two teams, this is a whole nother tier in my opinion. Like I agree, three, I agree. The, the three spot, like the third best team in our, like in the AL, is totally up for grabs, in my opinion. Like, who's gonna be better in July? Like, who's gonna be better? Like, yeah, I feel like this is such an important month month for that because it's like, who's gonna separate themselves as like, the net, the net, like the top of that next tier? Because the Rangers and the Rays, they're one, they're one and two. I think that there might be some. I think that the Rays are one, and I think that the or the Rangers are two, but I after agree. that, it's like okay. the Astros and Yankees so, don't look as good as they did in the years past. So it's up for grabs. So it's I think grabs, right? so. We agree these are the two best teams. So I think we go like so. First of all, let's talk about like the lineup of each team, and yep. I think they're very comparable. The Rays have slightly better statistics this year, but it's very similar, and I mean I think their lineups are almost a wash if you just look at. Yeah, how like how their teams I are looked constructed. At the Rangers, I saw that like there's really no one that's in their entire lineup. There's really no one that's due for aggression. Marcus Semien is like slightly overperforming his stats, but everyone else is like their wobas and ex wobas are like pretty similar, if not like they're outperforming. Like a guy like Ezekiel Duran is he's provided value for them this year. Jonah Heim, he's stepped up. Like, they have a lot of bats. Josh Young has been great. Yeah, yeah. He's been great. Like, there's a reason he's the all-star third baseman. It's not a Rangers thing. He's been great. He's been the best third baseman in the AL. Um, uh, you have Corey Seager, who, as I've mentioned in the past, any other year, if there's not a guy named Shohei Otani in the league, we're talking about Corey Seager. MVP, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So looking a little bit more at the pitching side of things, like they've both been like the Rays 
have been a little like disappointing and the rays are better but their bullpen has not been great this year which is normally their strength but so if you don't if you look at like some of the more pitch modeling metrics tampa bay 105 stuff plus 100 location plus 102 pitching plus for their team texas 99 stuff plus 98 location plus 99 pitching plus so Mm -hmm. the rate i i mean like the rays just have so much more talent like you go through their lineups like mclanahan like i'd take him over evaldi like even though their numbers are pretty similar like his stuff his track record are better like if you Mm -hmm. look at the next guy like who's the rangers like john gray like tyler glass now has better stuff than john gray he has higher upside than john gray if you look at the also and like bradley they're they're all due for aggression all of the rangers starters are due for aggression yep and i just think like the Rays, like, you think about their rotation, like, McClanahan, Glasnow, Bradley, like, even without Springs and Rasmussen, like, Eflin's been good for them. Like, they just... That is... Compl- I am t- That's better, like... And, like, Martin Perez and John Gray are not as good as those people. Mm-hmm. Like, it would be a different story if they had Jacob deGrom, because he's that... He's another piece that can compare <laughs> yeah. to a McClanahan or Glasnow, but he's not... He's hurt, so... And he's not going to be here for the rest of the season. So I think yeah. the Rays, like, hitting will get worse and it won't be as good for the rest of the season and probably be more similar to the Rangers. Mm-hmm. But the main difference is I think the Rays pitching is only going to get better where I think the Rangers is only going to get worse. Like, mm-hmm. at the beginning of the season, the narrative with the Rays was, oh, they just they hit the shit out of the ball. They score so many runs. They're unstoppable. And at the end of the season, yeah. it's going to be like, oh, yeah, their offense is above average and they do a good job platooning and they put enough runs together. But, like... Yeah. At the end of the season, it's gonna be like, wow, this pitching staff is unstoppable. Mm-hmm. The bullpen, like, they just haven't put it all together yet, and the offense is kind of like covered up. The, bullpen, the pitching staff and is the struggles. Bullpen, yeah, the bullpen is, and it's, that's exactly like, that's exactly what you need from the Rays is when you have guys coming back like Tyler Glasnow that are they're still figuring things out, like they're working through stuff, and you just have the offense raking and the bullpen pitching really well. That's how you. That's how you help him. That's how you welcome a starter back from injury. Like I mean, the race starting rotation has still been so good, and Boz, yeah. McClanahan, Rasmussen, and Springs are all out right now. Yeah, it's so dumb. Um. Also, uh, so like Rasmussen could be back, which would be huge. Like I don't think they're the World Series. In in my opinion, they're already like the World Series favorite in my books. Yeah, me too. But. Like, it, when they get Rasmussen back, and that's, like, Rasmussen's their, well, I mean, he's probably their two. Like, he was pitching so well that he'd be, maybe their three, depending on how Glasnow is pitching. Yeah. But, like, and you have Eflin as your five, four. I mean, the other thing about the Rays is, so Texas obviously traded for Aroldis Chapman, which makes their bullpen a lot better. And that was their main mm-hmm. weakness. But looking at it, like, the Rays' ability to acquire, like, random relievers and turn them into productive relievers mm-hmm. is insane. Like, already this season, Robert Stevenson and Zach Littell, yeah. Rays picked them, up, picked them up off waivers, and they've both been, like, above-average middle relievers for them, and they got yeah. DFA'd by their previous teams. So I just yeah. believe in the Rays' ability to cover up the bullpen. I mean, I think they're going to cover, like, strengthen their bullpen at the deadline with trades and just picking people off waivers. Their starting rotation is going to get healthy and guys are going to settle in. And then I think their yeah. lineup is still just, like it's as good as the Rangers 
but yet their pitching uh, and bullpen has so much more room to improve. So that's why I have the Rays even, number one. Even if so, this is obviously so Taj Bradley rookie year. Like they could literally they could get to the beginning of August and say they could shut him down. Like if they didn't if they didn't want him to throw a lot of innings and they kind of wanted to protect him for the future, they could do that and they'd I be mean, fine. I mean, if everyone's healthy, he's probably your seven. Yeah. Like, Which is ridiculous. Seriously. Like, he shouldn't be pitching for them, but he is, and he's doing really well. And, yeah, like, I mean, he's a if you look, guy, he's, he's a 4-5 really well. ERA, but all of his ERA projector Everything stats have him, like, mid-threes to low-threes, so. Yeah. Yeah. Like, right now, he's um, at a 4.79 ERA with a 3.15 XFIP. So, uh, XFIP, do you want to explain XFIP? Yeah, so it's FIP. So, FIP is fielding independent pitching. So, basically, it determines it takes the league average ERA and then adjusts it only based on how many people you strike out, walk, and hit home runs off of. But there mm-hmm. has been some research done to show that, like, pitchers FIP are projects, more, for, for, yeah, for if it projects ERA, but XFIP. there's been research shown that it's more about preventing fly balls than home runs so it just takes Mm -hmm. so xfip it it replaces home runs in the formula with the league average fly ball rate multiplied by the amount of fly balls you give up and this is even more important in today's world is because teams are just they want to hit they're like teams are hitting more home runs than ever and more fly balls and there's yeah exactly so it's it's more pitchers are trying to think I want to not give up fly balls, not I don't want to give up home runs, just because yeah. it's been shown that there's a pretty consistent correlation, like about 10% of fly balls are home runs. So if you're yeah. over that, some would say you're getting a little like unlucky. It's not like perfect, but it's a better way of determining how a pitcher is performing. Yeah. Like if you're, if you're Patrick Corman and you're throwing 89 middle middle, then you just suck, which is like, yeah, but sometimes we're fit lacks but i don't know well also um, a lot of times i think, you're it's, less I think it, it's really good at projecting what yeah you're getting a lot less strikeouts then though because you're not missing as many okay. bats so i think yeah i'm a big fan of it but will's a little not I'm a little iffy yeah so um okay so do we have anything else i do think before we end i still think that i think that the rangers like I feel like their lineup is a little more projectable. Actually, I, I, I think they're really so similar hard. in terms of they have a lot of guys who are having the best seasons mm-hmm. of their career this year. A lot of young guys who have really stepped up and have been big lineup yeah. pieces for them. Like, yeah. you can go to the Rays and be like, okay, Taylor Walls isn't going to be hitting that well. Or like, yeah. Isaac Paredes or like all these guys. But then you look at the Rangers and then it's like, is Leody Tavares going to continue to hit this well? is yeah joe like even though jo- we know josh young is great like he could regress like none of these guys have track records but i think it's the same for the both teams i just think the main difference is that the rays like have the arm talent like the yeah. the texas it's guys are getting even, it done but really the, the rays like the rays have so much arm talent and if they just put it all together they get healthier i just think the um, like their rotation is not going to be comparable to the Rangers, and their bullpen can be just as good, if not better. So yeah, like Josh, Josh Spores and Will Smith have been good. Like 
Jose Leclerc is going to be back soon. I think he's on rehab right now. Um, so like the Rangers bullpen is going to be like they're like bo- they're like close to the bottom of the league in ERA, but I I think that they're going to start performing better. And they than just that. added like, Chapman too, so yeah, and they have Chapman now, so like they're going to be a solid bullpen. But I still think that the like the Rays have been historically good at putting together good bullpens. There's a reason they throw bullpen games is yeah. because they have so many arms. And- and they're going to get healthy. They're going to get reinforcements. And I just think I the Rays pitchers are so much more projectable. And they have more depth. And they have more yeah. guys with proven track records. Like I just think the starting rotation is where the Rays are going to separate themselves mm-hmm. to be the number one team in the AL, without a doubt. Yeah. I think, like, okay. So, ALCS, if these two teams were to match up, it would be mcclanahan evaldi game one yeah that'd be really interesting because the rays rake lefties i mean sorry no that's wrong or they do so they wouldn't i don't need oh martin perez would be cooked then yeah i mean it's like okay like even <laughs> if you say like mcclanahan and evaldi's a wash like tyler glasnow and like john Gr- john gray john gray like that's advantage for the rays like then you go next, like Martin. Are Perez they is are the game three, like sorry. and and then you're like saying like okay, Martin Perez versus Drew Rasmussen, and then if yeah. they have to go to a fourth starter, then they're like Dane or Dunning, Eflin. Dane Dunning against versus Eflin or versus Bradley. Eflin or Taj Bradley. Like it just the Rays. I don't have, know how they would the, win that. I don't know. I cannot see that. Like I could not. I don't know how the it, the Rays lose. I don't know how the Rays don't make the World Series, in my opinion. But yeah, their their starting pitching is just too incredible combination with their lineup, and you know their bullpen's yeah. gonna be good. Yeah, especially when they can sort of like shrink it down into the playoffs, and just like, all right, these are our five guys that we're gonna throw a ton. Like they're mm-hmm. gonna be incredible, and they're gonna find guys, and they're gonna like the other thing is the Rays have so many prospects like in AAA mm-hmm. right now but they have no roster spots available and that's rebuilding teams are going to want like big league ready bats. Like I think the Rays could be like an underrated destination for people like, cause they have so much prospect capital to trade from. Like they have like, um, Oh, like you're saying, you're saying it might be like an underrated, like a destination for people to get traded. I mean, to. yeah. Yeah. Like people talk we about just the don't or- have money. Bro. Yeah. Like people talk about the Orioles and they say like, Oh, they have so many prospects like that are ready to go. It's just, they don't have room for them at the big league level. Like that also applies to the Royals. Cause they have guys like Curtis Mead, Kyle Manzardo. I mean, they could even trade somebody. They could trade Taj Bradley or Shane Boz if they wanted. No, they have, you said yeah. the Royals. The Royals. Oh, the, oh, the Rays. Yeah. The Rays could trade Taj. <laughs> the yeah. They wish they had any of those players. They could <laughs> trade Taj Bradley or or uh, Shane Boz and be fine. Like people, <laughs> oh, they have Shane, they have Shane Boz too, which he's like, he oh, was yeah, like, a, no one, yeah, we were talking he was about like that a, last time. He was a top three prospect last year and he got hurt, but like they still have him. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, uh, what else was I gonna say? I don't know. Do we have anything else to touch on? I mean, there's. I mean, I th- think we okay, covered it okay. all. So, who do you think if it's not okay? If it's not the Rays, like if it's not the Rays out of the 
like out of the um, American League, who do you think it would be? I think like, it would probably to, be to win it. I think it would be the Yankees or Astros because I think it'd be the Yankees. I just don't. I just which is contradicting what we were talking about earlier. But, but I, like the Rangers are a regular season team. As the Yankees, they're they're gonna like they're like their their ceiling is so high. I just think the problem with the Rangers is that they don't have enough high end starting pitching in the playoffs. Yeah, like I think Avaldi would be fine if he was your two, but yeah. like I don't know how well John Gray or Martin Perez or Dane Dunning are gonna hold up in the playoffs, just because yep. they don't. They don't have the stuff, and when you're playing good teams, they hit well, or they hit well yeah. against people with bad stuff. So it's it's just it's hard to see the Rangers. Not the Rangers do rake lefties. I did have a feeling yeah, that they did. Yeah, I mean they have the they well, have like, had the. They, but even like the Rays are obviously good against righties too. So like, like Avaldi versus McClanahan. It, it yeah, but it's very possible that's what we see. I think that would be an exciting series, but I I really like the Rays in that. I really, really do. I do too. I'm convincing myself more and more that the Rays are going to win the World Series. We'll yeah, have to discuss too. that. We'll, uh, we'll let's let's dive into like we can dive into that more at the end of because we'll do an NL power rankings next episode. Do you want to run through your fifteen to one real quick? Yeah. So just as a Final thing, so I had Royals 15, Athletics 14, Tigers 13, White Sox 12, Guardians 11, Red Sox 10th, Orioles 9th, Angels 8th, Blue Jays 7th, Mariners 6th, Twins 5th, Yankees 4th, change that one. And then I had Astros 3rd, Ranger Rangers 2nd, Rays 1st. Okay, I got, starting from bottom to top, I got A's, Royals, White Sox, Tigers, Red Sox, Guardians, Orioles, Angels, Blue Jays. And then I have the Mariners above the Twins. Mariners at five, Twins at six. And then I have Yankees, Astros, Rangers, Rays. So we're kind of... We're very similar. We're the same top four. But it's fine. Because that's who I believe are the four. But yeah, I, I think that's the right order. Me too. Okay. Um, we'll see you on the next episode of The Thermometer. Uh, we'll be doing NL Power Rankings. Uh, we can't wait to see you then. See you later. Thank you.